illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How in the heck are you doing tonight, Beach? Billy, my life is out of control. Isn't it always? Pretty much. Hmm. Yeah, always so, on the go, go, go. I do. I go. I I I start going and first thing in the morning, and I I I don't end until I go to bed. Pretty much. <sighs> so, and that's what's going to be our tailgater coming up on Saturday. Pretty much, it's going to be an early one, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay, where are we at today right now? Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk beaver sports, football, and tailgating, and have some fun every week. I want to remind everyone, you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitch Radio app. Excuse me. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us, heinrichtailgator at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Heinrich Tailgater. And also check out Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. All right, Beach, uh, let's talk a little Beaver Sports news if you're ready. Okay, let's do this. All right, first up is women's volleyball. <sighs> Bill, you know how I feel about women's volleyball. Yeah, I know it's your favorite sport. The Oregon State volleyball team swept Kansas State in three sets to win the Beaver State Classic Saturday evening at Gill Coliseum. They'd also beaten Idaho and Pacific earlier in the weekend. The Beavs, who are now 3-0 for the first time since 2014, and they will take on Alabama State, Fresno State, and the University of Portland in the North Harbor Marriott Invitational in Portland this weekend. Sweet. Yeah, so that's good. Starting out 3-0. We've talked before the... Uh, with, Didn't they struggle last year pretty heavily? Yeah, a little bit. And we, we've talked before that you know they really need to... Uh, win a lot of their preseason games to help them get a uh, a, uh, a NCAA playoff spot because the Pac-12 is a, a grueling conference. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, next up is women's soccer. Sweet. <laughs> women who jump up and down and women who wear short shorts. There you go. The Oregon State women's soccer team outshot Kansas 15 to 14. But the Beavs suffered a 2-0 defeat Sunday afternoon at Paul Lorenz Field. With that loss, the Beavs are now 1-1-2 on the year, and they hit the roads this next Sunday when it heads to the Bay Area for a matchup with San Francisco. Alrighty. Uh, next up is men's soccer. 
The men lost their opening match against Fairfield 2-1 on two late goals on Friday. But then, senior Jordan Jones found the small space he needed in the 91st minute of the contest to send Oregon State past UNLV in their final match uh, on Monday of the annual Henser-Zaher Nike Classic at Paul Lorenz Field at Patrick Wayne Valley Stadium. Now, Jones' goal is the first of the season and the 24th of his career, which currently makes him the active leader for OSU in goals and points. Hmm. So that's always good. The Bees are now 1-1, and and they're set to take on American University and UC Riverside this weekend in Spokane. Where in the heck is American University at? I'm not sure, Beach. I will look it so, so is it like a round robin or something that they're playing American University and UC Riverside all yeah, in Spokane? It, it's it's these um, tournaments. Okay. Yeah. It's in Washington D.C. It says right there. At okay. The top. <laughs> wow. It says right there at the top. So there you go, Washington D.C. <clears throat> so Washington D.C. and UC Riverside all go to Spokane. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's a thrilling trip for them. There you go. And now are they playing in Spokane or are they playing at uh, Wazoo? Playing in Spokane. Wazoo's like an hour away from Spokane. Well, that's why I was wondering if they were going to have to take the one or two hour drive from the Spokane airport to Wazoo. Well, no, because you got Gonzaga there. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So. All right, Beach. Um, hey, Beach. What? Is that your tail type of your goal? It is. I had to oil it up and fix it. And and it's working good now. Can you tell? Yeah. You know, and it's funny. Uh, the other day, uh, a couple people that listened were complaining that uh, they want to know how I hear the teletype before you do. You know, I'm I'm half deaf. <laughs> well, and they say they say somehow I tend to hear it before anybody else even hears it. Even hears it. Really? Yeah. You know, you ever hear about, like, how animals can sense an earthquake, like, before the earthquake actually happens? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what you got. Maybe it's, like, some kind of ESP you got going on. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, hold on. Let me rip this bitch off here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. Do not inhale. The city council of the city of Eugene is requesting all residents refrain from inhaling due to the current smoking conditions from the local forest fires. We know this is contradictory to what has been taught to you by your parents, friends, and local school officials, but it is in it is for your own good. <laughs> Interesting. There you go. It's it's yeah. I, I bet you they don't get taught to. Uh, told not to inhale very often probably not very often no and i didn't realize they were educating the students on it either in the school districts but you know that you're never too young yeah so anyway good good safety tip there from the city council of eugene uh don't inhale the smoke from forest fires no not that other things are okay to inhale but not that not forest fires. Correct. So. It's always good to know. Yeah. Truly good. Okay. So what are we up to next, Billy? Words of wisdom. All right, Beach. <laughs> well, it is time to go under further review. After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. For week number is it, I think that's like week point five, isn't it? It is kind of yeah. It's kind of week zero, week point five, or it's a really long week one. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It's so, a long uh, week one. Yep. Yep. So sounds, sounds like a it sounds like a Chinese exchange student. Long week one. There you go. Um. So <laughs> we. Uh, oh, sexy girlfriend. We had <laughs> our picks for last week. There was only two games in. I, mean, I wonder if people get my jokes half the time. I don't think they do because I rarely get your jokes. Okay, um, that was funny. I'm trying to find my pad of paper here with my with our picks on it, even though it's only two. Um, there we go. All right. So uh, there was only two Pac-12 games last week mm-hmm. in in week one, half, whatever you want to call it. Long week one. Yep. And uh, all three of us had the same two picks on those games, you, me, and Kyle. 
I hate you, Kyle. So first up, Beach was number 14, Stanford at Rice. Do you remember who you took? Uh, I would have taken Stanford on that sucker. I did too, and so did Kyle. Now, How Bra- do we do? Stanford's Bryce Love scored a touchdown and finished with 180 yards rushing to lead the number 14 Cardinal to a 62-7 victory over Rice on Sunday in a game in Sydney, Australia. Now, Love installed as the number one player in the backfield after Christian McCaffrey was drafted in the first round by the Carolina Panthers, had 13 carries, including a 62-yard burst through the Rice line on Stanford's opening play from scrimmage. He didn't play much after the middle of the third quarter. Now, the Cardinal were 31-point favorites, but they led 38 to nothing at halftime and scored touchdowns on their first four, possess- first four possessions. Now, Rice, trailing 55 to nothing, finally broke its scoreless drought with six minutes remaining. So they re- how did they? Much- how did they? I mean, they dominated. How did how did uh, Stanford look overall? Would they, were they that good, or was Rice that bad? Yes, Stanford was dominant. Okay. Rice looked horrible. Okay, and but that said too, I don't know how much the uh, flooding in Houston would affect the Rice players. Okay, from there, you know what I mean. Was that going on already by the time? Yeah, because uh, that was going on late Saturday night, and that stuff was already happening. If it wasn't happening, it was imminent. Okay. So, so I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, we all got the pick there. Okay, up next, Beach, Oregon State at Colorado State. Okay. We all picked the Beavers on that one. That is correct. That's what we do. Now, Colorado State quarterback Nick Stevens threw three TD passes. Linebacker Trey Thomas scored on a 44-yard interception return to lead Colorado State defense that forced five turnovers, and the Rams launched their new on-campus stadium with a 58-27 win over Oregon State on Saturday. Now, the Bees fumbled twice and threw three interceptions on the way to losing their 14th straight road game. Oregon State's Jake Luton finished 27-47 for 304 yards and two scores. He also threw three interceptions, including the game-changer in the third quarter. That's when Thomas grabbed a tip pass out of the air and raced 44 yards to make it 34-20. to We got beat badly. Badly, Oregon State coach Gary Anderson said. There are a lot of concerns when you get beat like that. It's uncharted waters for me, he continued. So, yeah, Beej, it was a pretty pathetic game. Uh, up until halftime, the Bees actually looked pretty good. Um. That's what I heard. Then, you know, and I also heard I, I now forgive me because I had to work on Saturday and I couldn't watch the game because we didn't have it uh, uh, on. So I had to listen to I listened to the first half on the radio mm-hmm. and Parker's broadcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I um, I heard it was like 113 degrees on the field. Yes, 117. 117 degrees on the field. Yep. Uh, you got you got high altitudes, so yep. ultimately it was, it's a little bit more struggle. And it was also 30 percent humidity. Yeah, and I heard that uh, that can also um, – he was overthrowing his passers quite a bit, and I heard that could have been due to the uh, high altitude. That could be too. You got thinner air, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and to, quite frankly, in the second half, they just looked gassed, Oregon State did. They just looked – they looked tired. Um, you know, things were – they didn't look too bad in the first half. Luton overthrew a couple passes early um, that were wide open that would have been probably touchdowns. Uh, there was a play right towards the end of the first half where it looked like Oregon State had scored a touchdown, but they ruled it an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. On further review, it should have probably been called a touchdown. Now, I can see with the video evidence they got why they were unable to overturn it. Mm-hmm. Just like if it had been called a touchdown, there was no way they could have overturned it being called that way. But, uh, yeah, and it just once they threw that interception in the second half and it was run back, it was just all downhill from there. Took the mojo away. Yep. So, and it was just, uh, I haven't seen the beast. To me, it almost looked like it gave up a little bit. Um, something I haven't seen since the Beavs got rocked by Washington three or four years ago when they lost like 69 to 20 something at Reeser. That game, I thought the Beavs looked like they gave up. And I thought on Saturday it looked like they might have given up a little bit towards the end. Yeah. So none of us got the point on that. We all ended up the week at one and two. Now, Beach, um, our good friend Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, did attend the game. And uh, he sent me an email, and I'm going to read it right now. So here we go. Ahoy, hoy. 
Last Saturday, my wife and I attended the CSU game. Getting tickets was difficult because there was a high demand to be at the home opener at the brand new on-campus stadium. The old stadium was off-campus. Parking was 20 bucks at the campus-designated parking lots. They were nearly a mile from the stadium, but buses were quick and free to and from the stadium. People were tailgating in the parking lots. Alcohol was allowed there, but could not leave the parking lot. There were quite a few activity areas around campus, but few vendors. There was live music and lots of military displays since this was the military appreciation game. There were, you, you breathe, you're breathing okay, Billy? You need yeah, some no, water? Yeah, I've got the hiccups. This happens to me almost every okay. time. <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Um, there were people tailgating in the season ticket holder parking near the stadium, but it felt like everyone was getting used to this new location. There is a statue of two rams locking horns in front of the stadium. These may be anatomically incorrect because they lack large scrotums. I guess Kyle's seen large scrotums on all the I was going to say, is, is Kyle fascinated by large scrotums on Rams? Maybe. Uh, the new stadium is nice. There's nearly no covered seating, just five rows at the top of the bottom tiers of the two tiers. The school still strongly identifies with their old Colorado A&M Aggies moniker. From our seats, through a gap in the seating on the other side of the stadium, you could see the large A on the on the era, on the nearby foothills. I pointed out to the nearby CSU fans that is one big A-hole they have there. Because there's a big hole in the stadium where you can see the A. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the A-hole. Nice. Yeah. So the facilities did not hold up for the large crowd. Many seats were empty through the game, and the concourse was packed with people waiting for concessions or the rare water fountain. The one thing surprisingly accessible was the women's bathrooms, which did not have lines any time I saw. I only saw a few concession stands because of these crowds, and they seemed to be pretty stand. Uh, standard hot dogs, hamburgers, nachos, dippin' dots, and mixed barbecue plates. Beer was available throughout the stadium. The game was hot. I bet it was 95 degrees on the field. Actually, there was cages down there. It was 117. Bees looked good going into half. Players went out on defense. Um, oh, looked good going into halftime. I don't think it made the broadcast, but after the Bees gave up the pick six, only six players went out on defense for the extra point. I knew then that the team had given up. Just lucky CSU special teams didn't realize it and go for two. We chatted with the CSU fans behind us and our family with the person we bought the ticket from. It turned out the guy behind us was a hunting buddy with one of our good friends who just moved back to Minnesota. We got talking, and I may be going scouting with him as he is hunting in my area later this fall. When he says area, I think Kyle's talking about where he works. Uh, We stayed where Where he counts trees, right? Yeah. We stayed with a friend. We stayed at a friend's house in Cheyenne this trip, so I don't have much to say about Fort Collins. We stayed in Fort Collins last year and had a good dinner at Sunny Lubbock's restaurant and a fine time drinking around town. That's what I have to report. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask, and Kyle can't respond to this one, but uh, was, was there a, a no line in the women's restroom because the women's restrooms outnumber the men's restrooms, or was it the fact that there were less women there at the sporting event? I, I I'm not sure. But I bet it's because the women's in the restrooms outnumber the men's. You know, I never understand why they do that uh, because the they always say, well, the women's have longer lines. But when you look at most sporting events, typically men outnumber the women in the sporting events. So Yeah, but there's that's all built takes code. For, well, it takes longer yeah. for a woman to use the bathroom. But it, it's also yeah. code. And so with any of those things, usually you have to have more women's facilities than men's. Hmm. By code. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. But yeah, that was my my question. And how was the line at the men's restroom? Was there a line? It sounds like there was. If he was mentioned, there wasn't one at the women's. Okay. All right, Beach. Um, so that's it. One and two. Very disappointing for the Beavs. But uh, one season does not, a, or one game does not a season make. No. And so we look forward to. Uh, well, and da- week, Dad was reading on the like second half pure- of week one. Dad was telling me he was reading on Pure Orange how like people are already calling for the coach's head and get rid of the quarterback and right. and y- you know it's a first game it doesn't affect our race for the Rose Bowl um and I I don't know I just can't people yeah. just enjoy a, a, well, a game and well, and was, realize that uh, every game is a learning was, game it was hard to enjoy because they just looked yeah. so pathetic in the second half yeah um, people have high expectations coming in you know. They ended the season mm-hmm. feeling pretty good last year, and then this was just kind of a thud to start. But you know what? It I've seen crappy Oregon State football, right? 
I've mm-hmm. seen crappy Oregon State teams. Yep. They didn't. They 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 have talent, right? They mm-hmm. they're gonna win some football games. They didn't win this one, but you know what? You go back, you regroup, and you come out for the next game. Each game is independent of the last. So, go out, start over, get ready for Portland State. Yeah. But you know, like I said, in the second half, I saw some really poor pursuit angles on defense. I saw some poor tackling fundamentals on defense. And those things Is, are didn't we, did, I was going to say, didn't we have poor pursuit angles last year, the first part of the season? Yeah, and it's just those things are fixable. You yeah. Know? Part of it is, I think, to a certain extent, you've got young guys mm-hmm. that are used to playing in high school, and they could outspeed a lot of people. And you're well, now you're playing with people who are equal or better than you. Exactly. You can't just outspeed <laughs> yeah. everybody. So. Yeah. Suddenly the, the, the talent has all moved up. Yep. All right, Beach. So um, we're not going to go through the polls today because – they haven't changed because technically we're not through week one yet. The Beavs okay. have two week one games. So, but anyways, it is now time for. So essentially, we, we're calling a mulligan. No. Oh. It's just to be continued. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. So now it is time for this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Never week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And Beach, this week it goes to Michigan's head coach, Jim Harbaugh. I, I like Harbaugh. Nah, he's kind of a dick. Is he? Oh yeah. So right now, Michigan's Jim this Harbaugh. This is the same Harbaugh. This is the same Harbaugh that coached uh, Stanford, right? Yeah, but he's since he went to. San Francisco, he was okay at Stanford, but he kind of developed more of an attitude at San Francisco, and it's only blossomed at Michigan. Okay. So Jim Harbaugh and Florida's head coach Jim McElwain may be in the middle of a silent standoff about their depth charts ahead of this Saturday's meeting at AT AT&T Stadium, but they're not holding their tongues long enough to avoid a few barbs with each other. So Harbaugh said Monday that he knows who will start at quarterback when number 11 Michigan plays number 17 Florida in Texas to start their seasons. But he has no plans to reveal that information before the Gators show their hand. Now Harbaugh has come under fire a bit this month for not releasing releasing a new version of Michigan's roster. Is it required? No. Now in the NFL it is. You have to give a, a you have to give a depth chart, you have to give a roster, a depth chart and any injuries. And you can't, okay. you can't fib. They have to be straight up. Mm-hmm. Now, you might say, well, you don't have to do it in college. Well, that's true. But the school's website hasn't updated the list of current players since August 2016. Wow. Now, McElwain took a poke at his opponent last week when he asked reporters to give him a heads up when they got a roster so he could figure out who would be playing. Now, on Monday, McElwain was asked what he thought of some of Harbaugh's antics which kept the Wolverines and their coach on college football center stage this last spring and summer. Now this year, Harbaugh took his team to Rome for a week of spring practice, completed his second expansive tour of satellite camps, and connected with famous folks from many walks of life on social media. He's always, he he likes to make a little bit of a spectacle of himself. Now McElwain said, quote, he obviously felt he needed to do some things to be relevant, and that's his choice. I probably wouldn't have done it. Now, Harbaugh has said he didn't understand the criticism he has heard about Michigan's lack of a roster. Harbaugh said, quote, People make a lot of it, make a big deal about our roster and announcing a quarterback. I have not seen a starting quarterback for Florida, and no one really mentions that. Now, Harbaugh said in mid-August that incumbent starter Wilton Speet and fifth-year senior John O'Corn had separated themselves from the rest of Michigan's quarterbacks in the competition for the starting job. Speed won nine games in his first year leading the offense last year. O'Corn, who started his career at Houston, won his only start in a Michigan uniform in November against Indiana when Speed was injured at his, his shoulder. Now, McElwain said Monday that his staff has a quarterback plan for Saturday's game, but that he wants Michigan to have to prepare for several potential looks. Graduate transfer Malik Zaire gives the Gators a running threat. His competitors for the job, Luke Del Rio, previously a beeve, and Felipe Franks lean toward the pro-style pocket passer mold. So here you just have this little bit of a Mexican standoff on 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 their rosters. Now, mm-hmm. to me, it's 
McIlwain would have released whatever, but you know, Harbaugh hasn't even updated his roster. You don't even know who's officially on that team. And he's just always trying to pull these kind of little mind games and just bullshit antics he's always doing. Um, and it's just, it's getting ridiculous. It's kind of just chicken crap is what it I'm is. hearing. It is. it is. And it's just, it's, and it's continual. And it's just jackassery at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, it's, so who? It's to me, it's kind of like when you had New Heisel at Colorado and Washington and all his little mm-hmm. digs and little things he'd do. Harbaugh's mm-hmm. going down the same damn road. And he's a good uh, coach, but just coach. Quit being a freaking yeah. douchebag. Yeah. It's... But, but anyways, so Jim Harbaugh, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. Anyways, yeah, I just can't stand it because he's just constantly doing that little crap. So. All right, Beach, it is now time for this week's musical interlude. Last week, what did you pick? Um, last week, I picked uh, the Lakeshore Drive. That's correct. And we didn't really have a theme. Yes. We didn't really have a theme. No. No. Nope. But, but I think I have picked a theme for this year. What's your theme? It's going to be songs from soundtracks to movies. Okay. Okay? Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Because this is a song I wanted to put on just because I freaking like it. So mm-hmm. this week is my pick. And the song is going to be Surrender by Cheap Trick. Billy, you know, can I tell you a funny story? Go ahead. I'm driving, racing on my way here so that we can record this. Uh-huh. And I've I've got that soundtrack still playing in my CD player, and uh-huh. I still have a CD player. And uh, and that song came, and I'm like, that should be my pick for next week. Oh, too late. So, I already got it. I know. And and go, go on. It's because it's a it's it's a you know people know the uh, the chorus, but it's the lyrics that uh, great. Really, to me, yeah, they're fantastic lyrics. Go, yes. go, go on with your, your description here. Okay, so Surrender is a single by Cheap Trick, released in June 1978 from the album Heaven Tonight. It was the first Cheap Trick single to enter the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking at number 62. Now, Rolling Stone deemed it, quote, the ultimate 70s teen anthem, and ranked it number 471 on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Now, Surrender, hey, it's still on the top 500. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, Surrender is a late 70s teen anthem describing the relations between the baby boomer narrator and his GI generation parents. His mother, having served in the Women's Army Corps in the Philippines, frequently warns him about the girls he will meet as he will never know what diseases he will catch from them. The narrator describes how his parents are weirder and hipper than many teams would believe. For example, the narrator describes how he discovers his, quote, mom and dad are rolling on the couch and listening to his Kiss records late at night. Quote, rolling numbers, rock and rolling, got my Kiss records out. It's a great line. I love those lines, yeah. And, and, and it's got to make Kiss feel good to be referenced in somebody else's song. Yeah, and I love how he says, you know, uh, you'll never know what you'll catch. It's a great line. It's a great line. So and it's just a great song. Now, this song was also on the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. I was just trying to think of a song that I really liked, and this is just – it's a great song. And me, I – I've always told my, my, my employees, I've told my family knows this, my kids know this, Jess knows this. If lyrics to songs, if knowing lyrics was knowledge, I'd be the smartest man on the face of the planet. You, you, you know, I, know, it's funny. I know lyrics like crazy. And so – a lot of times when I pick songs, it's because I like certain lyrics in them, and I love the lyrics it, in the song. To me, it's either a good hook, yep. or maybe it's a great one-liner, mm-hmm. or just in general the story it's telling. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it can be across the board what, what it draws me. Or, you know, I, I, like lately, uh, XM just came up with a new station called Turbo, Yes, and it plays a lot of really hard, hard, uh, what is it, late 90s, early 2000s rock, mm-hmm. and it's funny because... If you ask me if I listen to that music, I would say no. But when that station came on the air, I'm listening to them like going, stuff kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So with that, here is Surrender by Cheap Trick.
Ah, love that song, Beej. You know, Cheap Trick's kind of a band that that was really strong in the 70s, and they, they had a little bit in the 80s, too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're not that They're still going. Are they still going? Oh, yeah, they're still going. Cool. Yeah, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, yeah, they're still going. Just a great band. Great band. Great song. Just love that song. Okay. Okay, Beach. it is now time to preview the rest of week one for the Pac-12. All right, Beach. Okay. so the, we've got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week for the Pac-12. Being it is mm-hmm. the first full week of of uh, college football, um, there will be no NFL this weekend, so college football games are on s- Sunday and Monday again this week. So first up, Beach, uh, we have two Pac-12 games on Thursday, August 31st. First up, University of North Dakota at Utah. What 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 are the North Dakota? What are they? They're are they the bison? Well, are 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 there are there testicles shown you know relative to the size that they should be on the animal? I doubt is that it. something Kyle's is that something Kyle's going to be concerned with? No. Okay. Because <laughs> evidently he's fascinated by the reproductive organs of college mascots. Well, at least the Rams. Yeah. I'd rather be called the Himalayan Yaks. Um, yeah. Uh, at least that's what my mascot would be. Um, I'm going to go with Utah on this. Okay, be just taking Utah. I, I like any team that supports uh, making fun of Native Americans. <laughs> Actually, they work with Native Americans. They're, you dumbass. Yeah, 222, 21. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, Kyle says, North Dakota, Utah, Utes beat the FCS powerhouse. Because they are a division lower than uh, Utah, but they're really good. Um, next up, okay. Beach, New Mexico State at Arizona State. What is New Mexico State? What are they? Lobos, I believe. So we got Wolves versus Sun Devils. I think. No, they're the Aggies, I think. The I Aggies. Know. I don't know. I think New Mexico is the Lobos. The University of New Mexico is the Lobos. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with the uh, we'll go with the Sun Devils on that one. Okay. So yeah, they're the Aggies. Okay. They're the Aggies. What the hell is an What the hell is an Aggie? Well, usually it has to do with uh, uh, when a school's an agricultural school, they call them the Aggies. Okay. So yeah. But it's not like it's nothing, and it's just they call them an Aggie. It's just like a nickname. Yeah. Not like an actual person or thing. No, this okay. this one must be uh, Pistol Pete because Kyle says Pistol Pete is packing packing blanks. ASU wins, so Pistol Pete must be their their mascot. Kyle is so well versed. Yes. Okay. Up or next, more so than you. Next up, bees. The next two games are on Friday, September first. Number eight, Washington at Rutgers. God, I think the I I really think the Huskies are going to just be the dominant player this year. So I I don't think anybody I th- I think uh, the Huskies are going to get through the the season with maybe only one or two losses. The, the, the Huskies I, did and, it last year, but they lost a couple pieces off that team, a couple fast pieces. <laughs> hmm. so. Well, I I still don't think Rutgers is going to keep up with them. No. So no, I I, I, vote, I, vote, I vote for the Huskies. I'm, I'm taking UW also. Uh, Kyle says Washington by a lot, and I agree with that. <laughs> so yeah, I think Washington's going to be really good this year, but I don't. Uh, you I don't, don't know see if they'll be as good as last. They lost a couple pieces off that. Losing John Ross was a lot of speed. So. Okay. All right. Up next, Beach. Interesting matchup. Colorado State at Colorado. <sighs> hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Colorado State. Uh, they got one game under the belt. They did well. They've been able to critique and improve. Um. Colorado has its ups and downs, and I think Colorado might have a down year this year. Huh. So you're taking Colorado State? I am. Okay. Kyle says, neutral field at mile high. Oh, speaking of high, the CSU game was the first crowd event I've been to in Colorado, and it didn't smell weed. Or else I've been acclimated to it. Anyways, buffs. So Kyle's taking Colorado. Okay. I, too, am taking Colorado. Okay, I'm the but odd I, man out of this. But one. I'm not. I'm not super. I'm not super uh, sold on that. Okay. Just to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. Do I need a? You're 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 Frank. 
Yeah, I'm not Frank. Um, okay. So next up, we've got a bunch of games on Saturday, September 2nd. First up, Cal at North Carolina. I, oh. Um, does North Carolina even have a football team? Yes. Huh. Must be more like a, uh, like an intramural kind of sport over there. Uh, cause I thought they only had a basketball team. Um, let's go with Cal on that one. Um, Kyle says North Carolina. I too am taking North Carolina. Really? I think North. I think Cal's going to suck. Hey, up this next. Either really, this could either be really good for me or really bad for me. Well, we'll see. I mean, they've got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll but just, they also have a new coach. So exactly. Um, yeah. Although I think the new coach is uh, it's what's his name? He used to be the defensive coordinator. Um, at Washington and USC, and I can't. Bl- I'm blanking on his name. He's an ex. Uh, hus- he's an ex duck, and he's a pretty damn good coach. So, hmm. if nothing else, they're going to be tougher. Yeah. Okay. Up next, Beach, Western Michigan at number four, USC. Hmm. Oh. USC. Kyle said, "I'm running out of snarky comments. It was a long day. USC." And I, too, am taking USC. Okay. Next up, Southern Utah at Oregon. You know, I think this is going to be one of the few games that Oregon is going to be able to win this year. Okay. I'm taking Oregon. Yeah. I, too, am taking Oregon. Kyle said, "Um, how about Southern Utah and a surprise and an embarrassment to the new coaching staff for Oregon? That would be awesome. Really? Is he going to take him? He's taking Southern Utah. Wow. I, I, I mean, I hope it's the case, but I, I just, just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen on this game. I think, I think uh, a majority of the teams they play in the Pac-12 is going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think – I think Southern Utah was just picked to be a bitch so they could at least get a win – so they at least have a winning season at the beginning. Could be. Oh. All right. Um, Kyle said uh, – Oh, wait, what's up next? Okay, up next, Montana State at number 24, Washington State. Cool. I just would love to see Washington State just tank. You know, I want to see him coog, but I just don't see him being able to coog to Montana State. Okay, so you're taking Wazoo? I got to. It's pathetic, but we got to go for the wins, right? Or yep, the, yep, it's who you act- think's going to win, not who you yeah. want to win. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kyle's taking Wazoo. I, too, am taking Wazoo. Okay. Okay. Uh, two more games left on Saturday. First up, Northern Arizona at Arizona. Again, half these schools I didn't even know. I thought they were like community colleges. The Beavs played like Northern, Northern Arizona Ar- 2001. I was, was drunk was, that game. No, you weren't. It was a makeup game from the um, – they, they postponed all the games because of September 11th, and so it was a makeup game at the end of the year. Did we go to that game? Yeah. Or was it away? No, it was a, it was a uh, Reeser. Okay. Played the Northern what was, Arizona the, other, what was the other one we made up a couple of years ago that we had the tailgate? That was the, the Nickel State. That okay. was the hurricane game. Yeah. 2001, though. Damn. that. You know, when you think about it, that's been a long time ago. That was 16 years ago. Yep. Crazy. Um. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's go with Arizona on that one. Okay. Kyle is taking Arizona. I, too, am taking Arizona, although I don't think Arizona is going to be very good. I think they'll be better in Northern Arizona. All right, Beach, and last game on Saturday for us to pick, Portland State at Oregon State. I think we're going to have a massive turnaround, and Oregon State's going to take a win for the first week of the season. Yeah, there you go, for a win in week one. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Kyle said, come on, Beavs, pull it together, Beavs. So I, I agree with him there. All right, and the last game of the first week is on Sunday, September 3rd for uh, the Pac-12, Texas A&M at UCLA. Is this Sunday game going to be a new thing, or is this just no, like a one-time No, it's play? because there's no uh, NFL that weekend. Oh, okay. And okay. so there's NFL or there's college so games got, on Sunday and Monday. So they, they got spots to put them on TV. You might as well yeah, take well, advantage of it. Well, the TV stations have spots open, and they want to put live sports on, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think Texas A&M is going to be – well, I don't know. Yeah, UCLA is going to win. Okay. You're taking UCLA? 
Yeah. Okay, Kyle said UCLA needs to win because SEC teams need to be need to lose outside of conference. He's taking UCLA. I too am taking UCLA. I like a. I think Chosen Rosen's going to look better this year. He did not look great last year. So thanks, Kyle, for sending those picks in. Thanks for your report on the last game. Yeah. Um, I want to say, too, Beach, that uh, we will be going up to the Washington State game. Yes. When is that, Billy? How many weeks um, away? It's a couple weeks away. It's I think I think the game's on September 16th. Okay. I think it's the 16th. Shoot, that's only, that's only a couple weeks away. Holy crap. Yeah, so we've got this week and the next week against... Uh, uh, Minnesota, and then at Wazoo to open the Pac-12. So we got tailgater, tailgater, week off. No, tailgater, 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 at Wazoo. Yeah. Then a bye, and then tailgater. Okay, so we got two 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 breaks between after the first two. two. weeks okay. between. We have two weeks after between the second tailgater and the third. Okay, that'll be nice. I need a recovery. All right, and speaking of tailgaters, Beach, let's talk about the Portland State tailgater. Okay. So uh, I was out doing all the pre-tailgate shopping today, and mm-hmm. uh, what are we going to have? Um, we are going to have deep-fried steak bites. That's right. Which is our own little version of uh, chicken fried steak Correct. because – we don't like with, with tailgating people walk around with their plates and stuff and you can't always sit down and use a fork and a knife. No, nope. so we try so, to make it as portable as possible. Exactly, being able to use it as finger food. So, have a little cup of gravy or a little bit of gravy on the plate, these little these little chicken fried steak bites, you kind of dip kind of like nachos. Mhm. So, that's where we're going to have that. Correct. And I think we were going to do the donuts from Voodoo, but I'm thinking if it's okay, I'm going to pass on getting the Voodoo donuts. Okay. Are, are you okay with that? I mean, we're going to we're have a lot we're, of stuff. We we changed the menu, so we're going to have waffles now. Yeah, making mm. waffles. We got to have and, something that says Portland though. Um, meth. <laughs> homeless people. Homeless, homeless people? people. There you go. We'll bring yeah. homeless people to the thing. Yeah, um, uh, that's horrible. Um. Uh, Really bad, really bad uh, mayor. Yeah. Um, Bunch of hipsters. Bad traffic. There you go. Traffic. We're bringing bad traffic down. <laughs> well, I'll figure something out. So we're going to have the steak fingers. We're going to have gravy. Um, I'm going to cook up biscuits and sausage. I'll make an egg casserole that has okay. uh, hash brown potatoes, um, eggs, cheese, uh, sausage in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, okay. I was thinking we could also do some, like, Hash browns or tater tots? Okay. Were there going to be hash browns in the little egg thing that you're making, you said? There'll be hash browns in the eggs. Then I don't know if you need any potatoes because you got it mixed in. So you can just put the gravy on top of the egg casserole? Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't know. You can do that. You could. You could. That'd just be like gravy on an omelet. Yeah. Works for me, Billy. Okay. Um, And then the thing that I just... That saves a little grief. And then the thing that I just decided today while I was out shopping... What are we doing, Beach? We're doing waffles. We're making waffles. So, well, we haven't used that waffle machine for a tailgater. How many years ago was that? Two? Uh, two or three. And then we yeah. used it on the morning of the eclipse. And I was like, you know, we can do waffles pretty easily. Yeah. And I bought a nice waffle maker. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what you should get? What should I get, Get Billy? some Oregon berries. To put Oregon? On, Oregon berries to put on the waffles. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know what I've got? What you got? Nutella. Is because it's Filberts. It's it's made with Filberts, which is the official nut of the of uh, Oregon. There we go. There we go. We've got our, we've got our thing. There we go. That's a roundabout way, but we've got it. Okay, and then then I was going to bring it. I, it depends if a grocery store is open that early, but I'll have to maybe I can get it the night before. But uh, get bananas and blueberries. What else do you put on waffles? We got strawberries, we got whipped cream, we got syrup. I'm thinking because I love bananas, I've got, Foster. I've got, I've got so you, you I've, put some bananas on there and drizzle some some maple syrup over the top. Or you should have told me I would have picked up some caramel. Could have done that. Well, I can still go. It's only it's, you know we've got a couple days. Okay, Maybe but but yeah, but I think we need bananas and I think we need blueberries because those work well. Okay, you get you get get you get the bananas and the blueberries. Okay. Okay. So it should be a good one though. So. Now, it is an early kickoff. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. 
So we're going to kind of do a down and dirty tailgater. We're not going to put up the big tent. Mm-mm, no we're, tent. We're uh, only going to put up a minimal amount of tables, a minimal mm-hmm. amount of stuff. We will put mm-hmm. up the TV, but um, we will be out there. I want the Traeger on by 6 and ready to go so we can get the eggs on by 6. That ready, mm-hmm. They'll be ready to go at 6.45. And the deep fryer will be hot and ready by 7 o'clock so we can start deep frying stuff. Deep frying Ooh, stuff. and we're also going to – And if you come early enough, I don't know if who listens to our, our show here, but Billy usually picks up these – they look like corn dogs – but they're actually breakfast sausages wrapped in pancake batter, and mm-hmm. then we deep fry them and serve them also with maple syrup. Correct. So we'll be having those as well for some people that need uh, something portable, really yes. portable without even a plate. Yes, and the and the they will be uh, the syrup will be warm. Do you? Hmm. What? I was just thinking, rather than putting the syrup in a thing where it drips all over thing. Um, well, my, let's put out some Dixie cups though. Of in course. Front of the syrup thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put out Dixie cups. I'll have some side cups. Side cups, whatever you want to call them. Little yeah. cups. Yeah. Little plastic cups. Don't worry. I got you covered. I got you okay. covered. Okay. Sweet. So I think it should be good. And then we're also going to have... We're going to have beer? Yeah, there's some beer. I've got beer. Beverages. I've got sodas. I'm not going to bring out uh, any uh, adult aids. Okay. Are we going to have Are we gonna have a a drink of the game, like, like a mojito? There will be mimosas. Or- Mimosas, sorry. So you said orange, that, didn't you? Yep, we've got orange juice, okay. and I'll buy some champagne, and people can make mimosas. Okay. I was thinking about making a big thing of mimosa, but uh-huh. the only problem with that is I would have to, uh, whatever we don't consume gets pitched. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put it out there, and people can make what they want. Okay. And then we can save everything else. Okay, cool. So. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, Lisa thought she was going to this game, but she rounds up. She's going to be going to uh, next week's game. Okay. So, and she's not a fan of beef. And so she wanted me to ask you if you would buy some type of, uh, turkey burger for her to try a loose Lucy in. I said, I don't know. Juicy Lucy. Or Juicy Lucy. I'm sorry. Sorry. And I don't know. I'll have to look at it. I know. I was a little marginal on that, but I thought I said I would ask. All right. So, um, anything else about this tailgater, Beach? I am stoked for this. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell time I got to get my ass up on Sunday or yeah, Saturday morning. We're going to be up and ready to go. And, and I'm really torn because the Joy Theater there in Tiger, you know that little hole-in-the-wall place? Mm-hmm. They're playing Back to the Future Friday night. Hmm. And I'd really like to see Back to the Future on the big screen. Well, I'm probably going to have to have you stop by my house and help me load the last couple things up. Okay, so I got to do that before. So, what time do you want me there? Oh... Probably about four five, four thirty, four thirty. Okay, so I got to leave here at about three forty-five. Yeah. Okay. Probably which no means I need to, future. Which means I need to get up at three. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't no Back to the Future. It's a bit ain't early. No, ain't no sunshine when you're gone. All right, Beach. So right. it is now time for Rosie Ruiz, Cheaters and Horrors. She's just a girl. She's a whore. You know, I don't think we've ever talked. I, I sometimes I forget of the cheaters and whores I brought up, but I was trying to think of a cheater and whore, and you know how I vary it quite a bit. Yep. But this one actually just made the news again here recently because this gentleman happened to, um, well, I don't think with his consent, is now well known uh, across the world for uh, what God graced him with. Okay. Are you, did you hear this story? I think so. Tiger Woods? Yes. Got exposed? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we ever talked about his little infidelities of him being a cheater and a whore, or of him cheating with whores. <laughs> Pretty so, much, huh? In 2009, Tiger Woods was exposed as a cheater, uh, and his image has not been the same since. He cheated on his wife. Ellen Nord- Nordegren, multiple times with many different women, most of them escorts and hookers. For the record, when Nordegren finally found out, she chased the golf legend out of the house with a golf club and smashed his car windows. So, yeah, there's a cheater with a whore. So, there we go. Yeah. Nothing nothing exciting, but, you know, no. just goes to show you, you know, don't cheat. 
if you're not happy, just tell them. Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. you're going to get the crap beat out of the golf club, and that's not good. Yeah. And his life has not been no. the same since. No, neither, has neither not. Has and his, you know, either his golf game. No, it really went to hell after that point in time. And, you know, she was a beautiful gal. I mean, I don't know anything about her, but. Well, but, uh, that being said, Beach, and this is just, I heard, a, I heard a, a guy said, you know, show me the, the most beautiful woman in the world, and I'll show you a guy who's tired of, of doing her. Yeah. So it, it's more than just being beautiful. There's, there's, there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So. But there's, there's also a, an attitude that when, Nobody ever tells you no in your life because of your success that the, the moral, uh, certain moral standards go out the window. Completely you know, agree. you and I talked about this. And I don't, I don't know if I want to bore people on the podcast, but you and I were talking about the other night after I watched that, uh, what was it? 30 on 30, that ESPN. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? 30 for 30. Is it 30 for 30. And it was on the story of the, uh, the uh, Dallas Carter, the 1989 Dallas Carter high school football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the state champions who ultimately, I believe nine of the players on the team, uh, were arrested and went to jail for multiple upon multiple armed robberies. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, if, if any of you guys who are listening to this, if you guys, uh, ever read the book or saw the movie Friday Night Lights, uh, that story talks about Permian High School, uh, in 1989 and, in reality, they lost to Dallas Carter in the semifinals. Correct. Uh, in the movie, they show it losing to them in the finals uh, to make it more uh, more exciting. Dramatic, yeah. Yeah, but either way you look at it, there's a little bit of background in the book that tells you what happened to Dallas Carter and how one of their players actually shouldn't have been allowed to play because he wasn't passing a class. But ultimately, the school principal and the school administration – moved him out of the failing teacher's class into a more um, favorable teacher's classroom where they then gave him a passing grade so he didn't have to uh, sit out. But the teacher was so irritated by the action that they wrote a letter to the, uh, what would you call it, the athletic conference of the of the state? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and uh, ultimately, it got brought out. They were thinking about kicking Dallas Carter out of the playoffs, but – they let them go because they'd already won the first round. And so then the question would be if they got kicked out, who would replace them, the team that they displaced before the playoffs or the team that they beat in the playoffs. And since they said there wasn't a fair way to make that decision, they just left the team in there, and then that team went to the state championship and won it. These kids were all Division One scholarship holders. They all had massive opportunity in front of them. Not, I mean, free education, uh, an opportunity to play college football, uh, a really good chance of maybe getting a shot at the pros, uh, ultimately having at least great lives in their 20s, and then seeing where uh, their college education might take them after that. And instead, because nobody told them no, because the community looked upon them and put them on pedestals, they all came in. And the odd thing was I figured most of these kids were coming from broken homes. I was waiting for them to show you know, the mom there that didn't have the, the father to, to be a guiding light to these kids. And a good majority of these kids all came from, from you know, families that were still intact. The dads were involved in, the, in their kids' lives. They taught them right from wrong. But they were in high school. They were young. Uh, they were allowed to get away with anything, and nobody ever questioned them. And one of them had a stupid idea of, of robbing the store that they worked for because they thought it'd be easy. And it became lucrative and addictive, and then they ended up doing it more than a dozen more times. And all of these kids threw their lives in the toilet. Not one of them, none of the kids that were, ever got a chance to go to college. They all went to jail. I think one even for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they interviewed them now, and... I think a lot of them are wiser for the wear, but it sure took them a lot of time and a lot of hunk of their lives to, to learn a, a lesson. A lesson that shouldn't have had to been learned like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can kind of correlate it back here to Tiger Woods. You know, the same thing. Man was successful into his, you know, when he was what? He was going pro when he was 15, 16 years old? Well, no, he went to college first. He was at Stanford, okay. but still he was. But, but he was, even in his teens, though, he as an amateur, he was still making headlines. Correct. And 
you know, how many people do you think ever told Tiger Woods no? Mm-hmm. And uh, he probably got anything he ever asked for. Um, didn't his dad pass away? Well, he was in his 20s when his dad passed away, didn't he? 20s or 30s. Yeah. But but still, when, when you got that, suddenly money and fame, a lot of morality breaks down. And it's, and it's sad. Yep. Because, uh, unfortunately, by the time you learn your lesson, look what it did to Tiger Woods. Ruined his career, really. I mean, I'm sure he's still wealthy and stuff, but he doesn't have anything what he did, you know, back prior to 2009. He wasn't the fame. I mean, the, the, the news press used to be watch a, a, a golf game. And it was, this is where Tiger Woods is at and everybody else is somewhere else, you know? Yep. The so, question always was, where did he rank? So the name of that uh, 30 for 30 is called What Carter Lost. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It was just, and, and again, on a side note, Billy and I were talking and I'm like, I, I asked him, I said, why in the heck did I never hear of this? Back in the late 80s, why did this not make our news? Why didn't I hear any of this? Because you thought, you know, certainly this would have been newsworthy if you had a whole high school, good portion of a high school football team going out and committing armed robberies. And not just some obscure high school football team, but the Texas State Championship football team. And then Billy said, well, we didn't have 24-hour news coverage back then, and we didn't have such nationalized headlines. Everything was more regional-based unless it was coming on on a... I guess you'd say a national level, like out of Washington D.C., unless it was political. Mm-hmm. So just just shocking. So, but yeah, if you guys get a chance to watch that or on demand it or Netflix it, I don't know how you can get ESPN no, on you can, that. You can you can probably see it on the ESPN app. Okay, but uh, great, great, great little story about that, and and, uh, and you know, it, lottery, just, it just premiered last week, so you should be able to yeah. see it sometime. And a lot of redemption in that too, though. I mean, a lot of the guys there, they're, they're going back, teaching these young kids not to make the same stupid mistakes they did. I think one of the gentlemen actually became a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they all kind of just look back and the saddest moment you see is where one of the guys, he's reading a, um, he's reading a statement. Uh, and I think this was after they were found guilty and I think he was waiting for sentencing. And he said he was sitting there reading this, the statement. And he said, all of a sudden, it hit him like a ton of bricks. You know, like he didn't realize all the way up until this point because everything had been so easy for him. And then all of a sudden, he's actually having to admit, you know, guilt that that he committed these armed robberies. And all of a sudden, it hit him. He's like, oh my God, I'm I'm going to jail. I'm not going to college. I'm never playing football again. Mm-hmm. And and it, you know, and again, you got to put yourself in the mind of a 17, 18 year old kid. And uh, you know, I'm sure. You know, if they hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I mean, just you just yep, sad. Don't think about it. it is so sad. Anyway, all right, Beach. So don't um, be a cheater. Don't be a whore. Learn to uh, learn to say no to yourself once in a while. Yep. Um, anything else to add to today's show, Beach? I am totally stoked for this tailgater. I mean, it's going to be what? a short one. I am too. I was a little worried about it. Leave it to us. Like, what are we going to do? But it's all fallen into place, and I'm excited. Wow. It's, all right. It's, it's, it's going to so be good. Cool. All right. I want to yeah. thank everyone for listening to show number 92 of a little participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at HeinrichTailgator. Also, check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Beach. Next week will be show number 93. We're slowly moving towards that elusive slump show number 100. Oh, we should do something special for that. Like maybe do it on location somewhere. Oh, yeah, maybe we will. I don't know. That, that might take. That might be more uh, technically advanced than I could be. <laughs> but anyways, so hopefully uh, the bees get a big win this week against Portland State. And right now we've got a great big go bees.
That was good. Did I do okay? Yeah, you did. Okay. You I liked uh, Okay. I liked the uh did you like my che- my uh update from Eugene? Yes, it was pretty good. Okay, I yeah, you know, I was I was driving. So all this, I'm driving home tonight because I didn't have a chance to work on any of this during the day. And all of a sudden, I'm driving, and mom and dad were talking about well, what was happening. I picked mom and dad at the airport, and we're driving to go get some dinner. And I'm like, look at the smoke around here. And mom and dad are like, you should see the smoke in Eugene. <laughs> I'm <What>? just thinking, <laughs> laughing at myself. I'm like, how's that different <laughs> than normal? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, oh, I know what's 